Hello and welcome back to Shit Happens and Then You Die. It's our new podcast about yeah. how we just recorded 27 minutes of good content and then realized we weren't recording at all. <laughs> it's also a podcast about Dave melting I down. Cannot, the fucking rage in my body right now is like surging. It's palpable. I am so angry. Yeah. I'm going to try and blow past this. Like, yeah. a, like a smooth gentleman. Like excellent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just... Yeah, so we did 26 minutes of this episode before I realized that I don't know what I'm doing, and I didn't have the right button pushed, and so here we are back at square one. But for you, the listener... We have, I have a list of things we talked about. Dave has a plan. Apropos of nothing, and I'm going to list them off one at a time. <laughs> I don't know the plan. This nope. is the plan. Uh, this is this is my way of saving face. Note point number one, dick pills. Yes. So <laughs> what started this was the, the fact that, uh, what I started talking about earlier was the fact that, uh, a website that I do work for uh, recently came down with uh, uh, a weird condition where all the posts that were on it have been replaced with posts about dick pills, and now no one can log in. Yes. Turned out... <laughs> I think we should just list all the things that we talked about, <laughs> yes. and that's it. It's not going to work, is it? I don't know. No, let's just list the things that we talked okay. about and let people wonder. We talked about dick pills. We talked about uh, blue crab. We talked about uh, clam bake casual. A yes. Form of a form of dress. We talked to Laura a lot. We talked about Laura's, Laura and we, her buns. I wrote Laura's buns on this list. Yes, and <laughs> whether or not her buns have an Instagram. Right. Uh, and we talked about vistaprint.biz forward slash sponsor us forward slash we broke. Yes. Uh, I you recently used Vistaprint. Yeah. And had a good experience. <clears throat> we want them to sponsor us. We talked about. Uh, Another podcast <clears throat> that is Bible themed oh, that yeah. somehow did a Kickstarter. Why don't we just start that one over? This is a good introduction. I the guess. the Bible. Yeah, one? let's talk. Tell let's tell the people. <laughs> let's tell the nice people. Let's what, tell them all about it. Yeah. Um. So I'm in many Facebook groups because I've meant you guys know I've mentioned them before, but one of them happens to be like an atheist secular. Um, Facebook group and uh, someone mentioned it in there they posted a link to this podcast that's like a bible study kind of podcast it's hosted by three women and they did a kickstarter to raise money so they could start a podcast yes. which is like known as being something you can do fairly cheaply yeah the, the but, baffling to me because again, like I said the first time we recorded this, this entire room costs like four hundred bucks. Right, and you don't even need this room. No, you really don't. Like we did not start with this room. Yeah. So, um, what's even more baffling is the fact that they their goal was three thousand dollars, and they passed that goal. But what makes my little heart happy. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> is that someone's as big of a smart ass as me because they're what they eventually earned 
was $3,666. You know, when you told me that the first time, what I was wondering is, I wonder if just as the thing was about to end, someone donated just enough. It had to be. To cap it out with a 666. It had to be. Right? There's no other way. I mean, it could be a weird coincidence, but it feels no not like one. I don't think it's a coincidence. Someone did it on purpose. Yeah. Um. That being said, they still gave them money. Like, yeah, right. sure they don't care. Yeah. Um, I, in my experience, people care less about six hundred and sixty-six than they used to. Because mm-hmm. I often like, I have to give someone their change. It'll be like six dollars and sixty-six cents. And in my head, I'm like, are these people going to be weird? Yeah. And they usually just ignore it. <laughs> they're like, they're not like, that's the devil's money. There was a time. Where if that if that number came up in print somewhere, people were all... They would, like, recoil. Yeah, people were up in arms. People took that number seriously. Right. And then, I guess, what? <clears throat> Metal came along and just got us all used to it. Yeah, and we stopped being fuckwits. <laughs> I, I don't know. No, we're still fuckwits. Yeah, we're still fuckwits. Um, <clears throat> yeah, that was that. We talked about... Um, you mentioned it, but... You know what? I'll save that because we'll use it for the middle segment. Okay. I don't know what you're thinking of. The website. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. You you mentioned it briefly. Yeah. We, the Blue we, Lobster. Um, yeah, we could save that for the middle segment. Uh, well, so of- I said something cute and endearing and you told me you like my mind. <laughs> yeah, what... What it was... Oh, what about shit. dick pills. It was something about... Yeah, that... What it was is we were talking... Okay, so now that I'm calmed down a bit, I, I have like cleared my head a bit mm-hmm. so again a, a group of people that i used to do a website for um they uh i got an email that that pointed me to their website where i was shocked to find that the entire first page of posts was all about penis pills lots of penis pills and some more specific penis related stuff that made me <laughs> uncomfortable to read Oh, I didn't see that part. Yeah, I was like, I'll have was to like, go back. It was like, oh, <laughs> pills for premature ejaculation or like um, like really specific penis problems. Okay. Really, they they know what's up it's when it comes to all the, the penis. penis problems. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the then, ends of it, the outs of it. <laughs> so this is like obviously really embarrassing and upsetting for these people who like this is their website right. for their foundation that <clears> they like. And and for the record, it's like. A literary arts association yeah, it was, has nothing to do with penises. It's a group of artists, and now all their stuff is just, like, replaced with, you know, bunch penis of pills. penis stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, what, what happened was we were talking about that, and then we were talking about another mm-hmm. link that you had been sent, which we're going to talk about in the middle segment. Mm-hmm. And I said, ah, yeah, better be careful with that because fool me once, penis pills. Shame on me. And then you said, fool me twice. I've got some penis pills. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that's how that works. Which is a really good, that's so funny to me, because it's like, oh, no, I got scammed twice. I guess I'm just going to buy them already. <laughs> they scammed me so good the second time that I actually bought the penis pills. Yes. <laughs> I, You know, I thought, just get the penis pills. You know. They've got hit twice already. Yep. <laughs> that's, you know. That's how it works. That's how the internet works. I think so. Eventually, all of the websites will be penis pills, and all of us, even those of us with lady dicks, will just <laughs> have penis pills. Lady dicks. Lady dicks. Yeah. 
I don't know. It's like a weird thing, but it's it's true. Like if you let your domain lapse, and I don't know if I was <clears> super clear about this because now I can't remember what I talked about already and what I haven't. You but, haven't said it in this rendition. Yeah. But basically what happened was they let their domain name expire, which is something you should never, ever do. This is a public service announcement from Goose Chase. It'll all end up penis pills. If you let your domain expire, it's just going to be penis pills. Because uh, this is what people do, is your domain expires and someone buys it, mm-hmm. and then they tie it to a, a fake website or, a, a you know, like a, a sort of placeholder website that's <clears throat> just a bunch of junk ads. Yes. And that's what happened to them. Mm. And so far as I can tell, their only option is to email and attempt to buy out the squatter or yeah. deal with it. My throat just did a weird croaky thing. <laughs> I know, I heard that. I'm sorry. A little croaky noise. Yeah, I'm a little... I'm drinking a lot of carbonated <coughs> beverages right now. It's true. So... Get that nice, tall seltzer water guy. My fancy Italian sparkling mineral water. We also talked about that, because I'm a fancy bitch. I, I hate so much the process of going, oh, yeah, we talked about that. <laughs> it's okay. All they need to know is sparkling water... Fancy bitch, blah, 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 Olive Garden, moving on. <laughs> um, <laughs> I feel like we ought to just... Well, we got to do the news quiz. Yeah, we ought to just move on to the news quiz. Yes, this, I think this, so, too. This is a so, bit of a for the shoot. record, we had done the news. We we didn't do the news quiz. We started the news quiz. We started the news <clears throat> quiz. You read me the headlines, but I hadn't guessed. Right. So, because you noticed that we weren't recording. But we are now, right? Yes, we are. I'm never gonna if, live. I'm never gonna live this episode down. If we weren't recording this time, I think you would destroy everything I on think this I, table. I think I'd go up on the roof and then I'd just jump off head first. Well, honest to God, at this point, <laughs> I think that's what I would do. It's so infuriating. Let's not do that. Um, We're recording, so it's okay. So instead. <laughs> Of jumping off the roof. Why don't we play the news quiz? The news quiz. Um, Oh, we also talked about how we need to make a jingle. Yes, we need a jingle. We're going to have a news quiz jingle. And I talked about how I wrote a jingle once. Yeah, you wrote a jingle jangle. And it it was good. I hate this so much. And so you need to I hate this so much. (laughs) It's all right. So much of what we talked about before was totally unnecessary and not entertaining at all. So. God, we was, saved them. It was so good. And this is <laughs> so not that. Oh, my God. Okay, whatever. Anyway. It's fine. <sighs> Would you like to play the news quiz? No. Okay, cool. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. I have for you the news quiz. This is two false news stories and one true news story. Trues. Trues. Trues, not flues. <laughs> I said that last time, and it didn't. No, nope, it, it didn't, didn't work land. then. Didn't okay. work now. <laughs> didn't work now. <laughs> um, this is our famous game, mm-hmm. the news quiz. People are talking about it all over the internet. I hear the buzz on the street. I know you're doing are, a real shout out. I know people. Are, right I hear this the is noise your cadence. of the These people. These are your hand movements. I know what's going on. People are talking <laughs> about that news quiz. They want to play. They're jazzed up. I'm here to tell you, it's super fun. Can I just say the phrase jazzed up makes me uncomfortable because it makes me think jizzed up? Why? Why? I don't know. It's just one slight vowel change away. Close enough. And then you're all jizzed up instead of jazzed up, and we've got issues. It's uh, six degrees from uh, Kevin Bacon, but with jizz. 
Eh, you didn't even need to specify the jizz. We knew the jizz was there. Yeah. It's Kevin Bacon. I wanted to say jizz. You yeah. were doing it. I wanted to say it's it. It's true. I am a trendsetter that way. <laughs> I start saying jizz. Everyone starts saying jizz. <laughs> then all we talk about is jizz and penis pills. And penis pills. This is the is rest such of a, our lives. This is such a fucked up episode. Oh, it's, my God. Fine. All it's right. only going to get more fucked up, and it's going to be great. Awesome. In a good way. <laughs> All right. All right. <clears throat> oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I'm really, proud yeah, of that. You really chirped was, that one I out. was uh, real phlegmy. That's the key. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> that was less good. That's yeah, all right. Nah. Yeah. All right. All News. Right. News quiz. Two false stories. One true story. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Now, for, for you, the second time. For our listeners, the first time. Oklahoma City Steakhouse owner Norman Lehigh retaliated against a local food critic's poor review by turning over a dump truck full of beef bones and organs on the sidewalk in front of the offices of the Oklahoman, the newspaper of Oklahoma City. Gotcha. All right. (laughs) You did that less awkwardly the first time for the record. Number two, a British woman's visit to an ophthalmologist reveals that her eye pain was due to having 27 contact lenses on her eye. Yeah, I'm thinking of getting contacts, and I I fully know that that's going to be me if I get them. (laughs) I just keep putting them on. Stack them up. (laughs) Stack them up. Your vision only gets better. Uh Uh-huh. Number three. A civil liberties watchdog has organized a unique form of protest, buying up real estate across from the Washington, D.C. Department of Justice and mass-producing pickled onions to stink out Jeff Sessions' office. I said it the first time, and I'll say it again. All true. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and I said last time I did think about doing that, but I didn't. And I said that that only would work if it was an April Fool's episode. (laughs) And that's when you went, oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, that's right about when I freaked out. (laughs) So now we're right back where we left off. Yes. Um, All right. So, again, to repeat, number one, Oklahoma City Steakhouse owner Norman Lehigh retaliated against a local food critic's poor review by turning over a dump truck full of beef bones and organs on the sidewalk in front of the offices of the Oklahoman. Mm-hmm. Number two, a British woman's visit to an ophthalmologist reveals that her eye pain was due to having 27 contact lenses on her eye. Mm-hmm. And number three... A civil liberties watchdog has organized a unique form of protest, buying up real estate across from the Washington, D.C. Department of Justice, and mass-producing pickled onions to stink out Jeff Sessions' office. Okay. So let me tell you why it's not number two. Okay. So I've watched a lot of videos where people apply 100 layers of nail polish. (laughs) And... To their eyeballs. To their nails, but two layers of nail polish is like the relative thickness of a contact. Okay. And a hundred layers of nail polish gets real big. So I'm dividing that in my mind down to 27 layers of nail polish. Okay. 27 contacts. And imagining, they mean, you still, they'd build up. You'd see it on your eye. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a lot. I just, I just don't think you could do it. Ten, maybe. <laughs> okay. 27? 
I think you'd know. Okay. Um, also, you're putting it in your own eye, lady. What are you doing? Right. Okay. Um, so then it comes down to... What was the first one again? Uh, steakhouse owner dumping <laughs> organs on the sidewalk. And uh, the other one is the uh, Civil Liberties Watchdog uh, making pickled food. onions. I'm going to go with the last one. Pickled I onions? Want, I want food warfare to be the way we deal with the current political climate. <laughs> I want it to be the way we protest. Mostly because I just like eating raw onions. And anytime <laughs> someone complains, I just want to say I'm protesting. It's a pretty good... It's a pretty good impulse, and I recognize this. I also feel this way. You work with the people. Why are you eating raw onions on your lunch break? Mm-hmm. Um, because I protest. <laughs> Those people are fucked up, and this is the way I make my stand. Would you like to know the answer? I would. It's contact lady. Oh, my God. It's contact lady. I couldn't believe it either. Now... I I couldn't believe it either. (laughs) (laughs) The thing is, I don't think they were all stacked up. They're like kind of. They rolled back in and around, back in the pockets of the eyeball. So she had thought that she was. She had thought that she was experiencing just pain due to like old age and vision loss due to just getting older, but they found. A shocking 27 contact lenses on her eye. How did she not know she wasn't removing them? That's a very good question. Did she think they just, like, dissolve? Well, I think that... So they're not like, you know... They're they're like the... What you call them? The, daily uh, contact lenses? Yeah, the ones that are disposable when, and all that. But when they say daily, they mean you have to remove the old ones. I really do wonder if basically she put them in her eyes... Fell asleep, rolled her eyes back. Didn't see they got, them. They got lost in there. And then the next day she went, oh, time to put in another one. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I don't like that. I don't like it either. I am considering getting contacts, and that freaks me out. Well, just don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't plan to. But what if I forget how to people? <laughs> what if I forget how to people? And I just start adding contacts in <clears throat> So I work at a pharmacy. Yeah. And sometimes, like, we dispense medications that are patches, and you have to be real specific when you write those instructions because you have to be like, remove the old patch, put on a new patch. Don't just keep adding patch. Don't walk into my pharmacy covered in patches. (laughs) You get your patchy fucking arm out of here. You come if back. I ever see a person with like a bunch of patches on their arm, I'm just gonna be like, "Oh no!" But what if it's a clown and their name is Patches? Well, that's different. And they got their name because they cover themselves <laughs> in lidocaine patches. Yeah, and they don't what, feel anything ever, what, including remorse or regret, <laughs> because they're also a sociopath. Sounds like a murder clown. Uh, yes, it was John Wayne Gacy. Oh, hey, it's me, Murder Clown Patches. What was his clown name? Um, Bafo. Bafo? Oh, I don't know. I think it was something like it's that, something, Bafo. I can't remember. It was something cute like that. There was... Something just adorable. <clears throat> yeah. It was not Patches. <clears throat> no. But it should have been. <laughs> it was, it was, I've got 14 boys buried in my basement, the clown. 
Yes. <laughs> uh, you know, it's really weird they never picked up on it. Yeah, you would think. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's an interesting person. You know, we really ought to one time just talk about John Wayne Gacy in detail. So not, it's not I'm, like people don't know who he is, but like I'm right, sure there's things not just, everyone knows. There's so many murder podcasts, and I know because I listen to some of them. <laughs> but I just worry about getting too much into those territories because I don't want to become single-mindedly about that. But well, we're already ripping off one podcast. Why not rip uh, off a different let's, one? <laughs> let's rip them all off. Really. <laughs> Let's rip off that Bible study podcast. Get oh, your Bible. Oh, shit. Next week, Bible study. <laughs> next week. Is next week the week that Laura and TJ are coming? No, it's the week after. It's you told me after. it was the week after, yeah. Okay. So. Bible study next week. Bible study. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't that Let's, be... Okay, this is going to be our new podcast. We're going to rip off a new podcast every week. Oh, hell yes. Oh, let's do it. Oh, man. Let's just make it so we have something every night of the week and we have no free time. That's a great idea and I love this, but also I hate it and I want to die when I think about it. Yeah, so we should totally do it. <laughs> oh my God. <sighs> I think there's probably some real depths to plumb when it comes to like stories about John Wayne Gacy that don't have to do necessarily I, with all of his murders. I don't or... remember a lot of details now but i did learn about a lot about him at one point because i went to grad school for forensic science in chicago and mm -hmm. he was from you're wearing your i dig forensic shirt right now. i am it was from a volunteer thing i did at one of the museums it was really fun oh. um but he's from wisconsin or was it illinois i think it's illinois yeah but he was a prominent member of the local Republican Party. That's all right. I know about where he was. But I think it was Illinois. So you learn a lot about the local murderers right. when you go to school for forensic science in a place. Yeah. So I learned a lot about him. And then also that was the first time I ever heard of H.H. Holmes. And maybe we should talk about H.H. Holmes too. H.H. Holmes would make a good episode. Oh, it's so fascinating. America's first, as they say, right? Yeah, and so many people haven't heard of him. Yeah, which is weird. Yeah. Considering like... There's the, like a book? Considering <laughs> the prolifically creepy and extensive nature of what he did, it's weird that people right. don't know that much about him. And people know about Jack the Ripper. Right. But not him, and they're around the same time. Or do they? Or do they, though? <laughs> or was it him? <laughs> Or is he both? So, was it they? So, Who was it? <laughs> I'm just going to do I like this voice. I just I'm like just this gonna, weird old time radio I'm just going to talk like this. I need a cigarette holder. Why won't you get that for me? What are we doing now? Are we doing this? Are we doing that? I'm looking over here. Now here. <laughs> you guys can't see this, but she's tapping a long cigarette. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so silly. <sighs> okay. Uh, so why don't we, middle segment, Middle segment. We got a little story here. Okay. So while we were discussing um, websites, domains, websites, the and internet. the importance of not letting your domain lapse, yeah, I recalled the fact that I had recently had a conversation with my sister in law about a website my brother used to have, mm -hmm. and the fact that it still is in existence which was impressive to me 
because I remembered when I was introduced to his website, I was 13. But a wee tot. But a wee tot. And I'm 30 now. Yeah. So that's a long time to maintain a website. It is. Um, It is called Dear Blue Lobster. Which we had to find out by texting specifically to figure it out. Yeah, I texted. Not even him. Right. I texted my sister-in-law. <laughs> Sarah. Yeah. Because um, we were just talking about it, and I, I knew she'd know what I was talking about. So, Dave, since this is your middle segment, I want you to go to the website. Okay. And pick sure. a couple things to read, and you could you could say what you think of Let's it. Let's see. Dear Blue Lobster. Now, the way you pitched this to me was that it was an amazing... I say, I think we just read some of it. Okay. I, I don't even think we should introduce it. All right. Dear Blue Lobster. Now, the most recent post is from uh, March of 2009, but he started it in 2002. <laughs> And he still maintains it. I'm so excited. Okay, so the header of this page, this is brand new to me, <laughs> says, Dear Blue Lobster, answering your crustacean questions since 2002. Mm-hmm. Um, man, am I excited. Okay, the first article from the 10th of March, 2009. Oh, boy. This is, okay. Dear Blue Lobster... We have a blue lobster in our fish tank. The lobster just shed his shell. Is there a way to preserve the shell, or at least the claws, for our child to keep? Thank you. The response. <laughs> Dear gentle sir, families often wish to remind themselves of the good times spent with their shelled friends, and one way to do this is... Taxacuticulary. Taxacuticulary. Oh, boy. <laughs> the preservation of their crazed shells. Taxicuticulary. 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 <laughs> it's like taxidermy. It's saving shells. It's like saving your nails, like uh, saving a body, I guess. But in this case, the shell. The first step in shell preservation is cleaning. Using a one-to-one -one ratio mixture of distilled water and distilled vinegar, scrub the shell parts lightly with a toothbrush. Hold on a minute. This is like... Just what it sounds like. <laughs> this is okay. just what it sounds like. Uh, I feel like we have to talk a little bit about the history of this in order to explain why I'm reading this. I, I, need, I need more. I'm trying to read more. This, this article. Some was... of this might be legit. This article was just entitled, Will My Ten-Incher Get Bigger? And it makes me laugh just reading that. <laughs> just without context. Um, I am so confused because he's too good. <laughs> because it's, because it's, what happened is it's, it's crossed the, the range of Poe's Law, where this is, this is essentially a satire website that is so subtle about its messaging, right. you can't tell the difference. Yes. But the thing is, there's endless, endless posts, it seems like. Yes, and some of it's legitimate, and also, why does he know so much about crayfish? <laughs> what, was, what was hermit crab nudity? Let's read it. <laughs> okay, from 2007. Dear Blue Lobster, 
don't you think hermit crabs, when they are out of the shell, are disgusting? They gross me out. <laughs> the, the, oh my god, this is amazing. Uh, it gets to, I recommend you spend some time with your hermit completely nude. Strip completely naked and take your hermit out of his terrarium. There we go. Stroke his shell and antennae and tickle his chin. Let him, in turn, crawl around on your prone body. The arch of your back, the crease of your upper thigh, your underarm. <laughs> As you, ex this is insane. As you explore one another's bodies, realize the clothes are just another version of the hermit crab's shell. Temporary and deceptive. And that shame and that shame of nudity is a yoke of societal concern, not one for you and your crab. Yes, this is what I remember. Oh my god. Okay. The farther back you go, the better and weirder I think some of these are, because I think he's he started to do a thing where he got real like like almost imperceptibly serious. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, the ones mm. at the beginning are, are more bizarre. Uh, let me find... Domestic abuse in crayfish? <laughs> what the... <laughs> this is so weird. I love it. <clears throat> if you're not getting the picture of what we're reading now, dear listener, this is completely... This is a whole question and answer website with some real gems. Right. It's like a website where people would, uh message in with or email in with questions about uh blue crayfish which are also called blue lobsters and um and the, all the questions are made up by my brother and all of the answers are made up by my brother <laughs> it's amazing they're and, perfect and the other thing is there's comments on some of these yes. so like the one I just read to you the first comment was just gross <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love this so much, and honestly, this is something that anyone can have a lot of fun just sort of perusing through to find some stuff. Uh, it goes clean back to 2002, uninterrupted. Post after post. Okay. I want to read one. Okay. Just one, and then we can move on. Okay. So this is called Normal Behavior for Baby Crayfish. Dear Blue Lobster... What is normal behavior for a baby crayfish? The babies hatched approximately one week ago, and now they stopped moving, turned onto their sides, and have turned red. Are they alive? Is this normal? What should we do? What do the baby crayfish need to eat? Dear gentle sir. He also always... starts everyone with <laughs> dear, dear gentle sir. Dear gentle sir. It is with a heavy heart that I inform you that the state of your baby crayfish, called crabies in scientific circles, <laughs> indicates that it, they are sadly expired, moved on to that big freshwater tributary in the sky, dead. To directly answer your question, however, typical behavior and appearance of crabies is as follows. For the first week after hatching, they will stay on their mother's underside and eventually grow bold enough to explore on their own, though always returning to their mother. After another week or so, they will be off on their own, independently foraging for detritus on your tank's bottom. 
I wish to express my deepest sympathies and regrets to you, gentle sir, and hope that you can grow beyond this holocaust of dead baby crayfish scattered all over your aquarium and one day attempt to live again without the constant gnawing guilt of a thousand weeping souls. <laughs> you and your silenced children are in my prayers. Oh my god. Um, Any good comments there are on that comments. bad comments. The first one is from Anonymous and says... When does the baby crayfish leave their mom? <laughs> wow. Um, I'm trying to see if there are any other good comments. This is an amazing thing that I had no idea existed until tonight. Now I want to read every post. This is a lair of my brother. <laughs> I'm so, I love it so much. Um, I'm reminded of what a good writer my brother is. Yeah. Uh, it's not something I get to see a lot anymore, just because not like he, he writes things to me. The writing is brilliant. Um, the writing is great. There's also a lot of actual crayfish knowledge in here. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the thing. There's like some real specifics. Right. It's, it's we impressive. Did, he did have crayfish. He did have a thing for crayfish, so. I'm still hung up on Crabies. Crabies is really good. Crabies. Crabies is good. Yeah. <laughs> the Holocaust of... <laughs> I regret to inform you that your crayfish babies or Crabies are expired. Moved on to the big freshwater <laughs> tributary in the sky. Oh. Dead. That's amazing. That one was good. Um, so that is dearbluelobster.com. Please... Yeah. Go read more weird things. Yeah, by all means. They're what an so amazing good. what an amazing collection of weirdness that is. I have no idea if he's gonna care if I just said that. If I just put his website out there, but it exists on the internet and so it's free game. Yeah, I guess so. Um and not that anyone listens to this anyways. <laughs> right. Well, anyway. It's uh, good. It's so good. People need to read it. Check and you out. need to know more about Crabies. Check out all your crazy information there, and mm -hmm. we are going to take a break, and we will come back with the main segment for this episode. All right. All right. <laughs> all right. Bye-bye. We are back. We are still coping with the loss of the first 26 minutes. Oh, dude, I could talk about it for a half an hour on this podcast and not be done with all the bad feelings I have about losing that. It's shitty. It sucks. Mistakes happen. Shit happens. Yep. We have to think of it as our mandala. I know. You said that. And it's not a bad piece of advice. Just watch it blow away. Yes. That 26 minutes <sighs> is our 26 minutes, and no one else got to hear it. 
It's just for us. Thinking about that does not make me feel better <laughs> at all. Just for me, because I talk like this. <laughs> this is how I talk when I'm being <laughs> sassy. Yes. Yeah. But I think but we should shift gears. Let's. I think we should focus on the future mm-hmm. and talk about the past. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense when you say it that way. Yes. Um, do you want to introduce our topic? Uh, sure. So, uh, the, this is a a topic we've had on the list for a while, and I don't actually think it's one of ours. It's a listener suggestion. Just making sure we're good. Yeah, we're good. Okay. It's a listener suggestion to talk about the Circleville letters, which all that I know about them is that they were a weird series of letters that went around in a small town in Ohio. Mm -hmm. Um, I do know that uh, we met a guy who wrote a novel around this. Yes. Which I haven't read. I haven't uh, read it yet either. Um, but the the idea was that someone was sending some very disturbing letters around town, and nobody could tell where they were coming from. Mm-hmm. And the contents of those letters really unsettled people. Yes. That's all I want to say before before you lead off. Well, that's it. That's... All right, well, That's we're done. Sorry, that we're a good done. Episode. Good episode. I'm going to bed. I'm going to go to bed and cry now. Good night. <laughs> mm, but I fooled you. Oh, you fooled me. We're not me. done yet. You done duped me. There's actually a lot more to this than that. Oh, so really? this is the right. Circleville letters. Mm-hmm. Um, you guys might be reminded of episode 26 about house watchers. Yeah, the house watchers. Um, Dave was thinking of covering this then, but there was just too much to talk about to have it be like part of an episode it really needed its own episode so um i had recently after we added this to our list but it hadn't been assigned to me yet um i listened to an episode of another podcast about it and i i don't really want to you know what it is because i told you but i don't want to mention it because i don't want to give any possible details about what the what could be happening in the Circleville letters. So I'll shout it out later, but I I re-listened to that part of that podcast while I was doing my research last night, and it put me in a good headspace. Mm -hmm. I also tried something different this time. We got a new computer at home, so I actually sat down at a computer and did my research and listened to the podcast and typed this up on you know, Google Drive. You guys got and, a fancy new Mac in the house. Yeah, so not my screen. shitty nine-year-old laptop with a screen broken. My favorite thing about that Mac is that it has a Windows mouse, inexplicably. Um, it does. It probably doesn't anymore because that mouse was temporary. Oh, okay. That was a loaner from my brother. My mom needed to go buy a mouse. She kept saying, "Oh, right, <laughs> mouse with scroll wheel." And two buttons. That, that was and the then, best. Is and then that... she just kept cutting it down to a scroll wheel and two buttons. And I'm like, you're not, that, remember, that's on the mouse. That was the best because your brother was leaving and going, you need a mouse with a scroll wheel, two buttons, and a mouse pad. And she leaves to go, I'm going to go write that down. <laughs> and he looks at us and just goes, remind her. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was really sweet. Was... She she got it the next day, so she has a different mouse now. It yeah. probably is still a Windows mouse. Yeah, right. 
I think he told her to get a Windows mouse. He's like, they have good ones. Just kind of does fine. Matter. It doesn't matter as long as it does all the things. Anyways, this has been uh, Mouse Corner. <laughs> mouse Corner with Mouse Mousenport. <laughs> so, you might be reminded of that episode a little bit. It has similar creepy, mysterious vibes to it as episode 26. Mm-hmm. But this takes place in Circleville, Ohio. Yeah. Which is not all that far from here, right? A couple of hours, maybe? Yeah, it's 25 miles south of Columbus, Ohio. Okay. So it's like two, two and a half hours. Okay, yeah. Um, so Circleville has approximately somewhere between 12,000 and 14,000 residents, depending on the year ebb and flow of things. Yeah. Now, to keep in mind of what a small town this is, where we reside in Youngstown, we have approximately 67,000 residents gotcha. in Youngstown. So Youngstown's considered a city. It's not a huge city. Right. But I, I think of it as not that big of a town. It's not a huge city. No. So to compare you know, 14,000 residents, that's, that's a tiny town. Yeah, right. It's pretty quiet, aside from their annual pumpkin show. Ooh. Um, and the other podcast I listened to, they made a big point of of talking about this website because it's one of the first things that comes up when you search the town. There's a, a website for the pumpkin show that's just called pumpkinshow.com. Whoa, they got that domain? Yeah. Nice. Right. And it's actually a really good website. Snipe like it's that domain. It's really well designed and the pumpkin show looks really fun. But it's essentially like a, a pumpkin festival. So there's pumpkin themed foods and contests and of course who won the most giantest pumpkin award and <laughs> yeah. thousands of pounds. Gotta, and I gotta don't have the understand. Pumpkin. Yeah. So Check that website out, www.pumpkinshow.com. It's really good. Starting early with the plugs. Yeah. Maybe Circleville will sponsor us. Yeah. Um, so some might say Circleville is the kind of town where nothing bad happens, and you can leave your doors unlocked without worry. And they would have been right until around 1976. This is when the weird shit starts. Oh, really? This starts in the 70s? Yeah. Older than you think. I had no idea. Yeah. So Circleville residents begin receiving handwritten letters with no return address. Um, They're written in like the block letter style. You know how you like to write sometimes all capital letters? Yeah. Like that, but creepier. Okay. (laughs) Um... They are all sent, so there's no return address on these letters, but they're all sent from, they're all postmarked from Columbus, Ohio, for the most part. Um, There's a couple that stray from that, but generally speaking, throughout all of this, they're from Columbus, Ohio, to Circleville. Uh, The letters contain personal information that only the recipients know, or would think that only themselves know. Uh, threats, violence, vulgar language, lewd drawings. Um, lewd many, drawings. Mm-hmm, many people received letters, but there was one person who was targeted in particular. Her name was Mary Gillespie. Okay. She's a mother of two children and a wife. She's a bus driver. 
Apparently, she was under the surveillance of the writer of these letters. And in the letter, she was accused of having an affair with the school superintendent. She was told to stop and that this is not a prank. Um, she received several similar letters from the letter writer. She didn't tell anyone, and she kind of kept an eye out for the letter writer in her everyday life because she felt like she was being surveilled. Yeah. Like she, for this person to know the things they know about her, she was just hoping maybe they'd trip up and she'd find out who it was because she'd find them being creepy or yeah, being somewhere right. they shouldn't be, you know? But she never did. Um, oh, my God. Eventually, Ron Gillespie, Mary's husband, gets a letter of his own telling him to put an end to Mary's affair or he will die. Oh, my God. <laughs> so at this point, Mary and Ron discuss the letters. She insists she's not having any affair, but the damage to her reputation is done. Um, it's a small town. Right. That's what makes this so scary. People thinking you had an affair is as bad as you having an affair. Yeah. Small towns, the, the nature of gossip and the way that people talk about things, you're, you're, you're guilty from accusation. Right. And the next sentence I wrote is, small town, bus driver having an affair equals juicy, juicy gossip. Yeah. Like. Wouldn't it be? Right. You're just like your local school's bus driver having an affair with the superintendent so they try to ignore the letters until they receive another letter containing the following statement Gillespie you have had two weeks and done nothing admit the truth and inform the school board if not I will broadcast it on CB's posters signs and billboards until the truth comes out some of that seems implausible for someone who wants to remain secret, right? Like, you can't really buy a billboard without anyone know who you are, you know, things like that. Yeah, but... Yeah, but it's still, it's cre- it's still creepy. <laughs> it's still really creepy. Right. I'm just saying, like, um, I call a little bit of bluff on that. So, Ron and Mary start to suspect his brother-in-law, Paul Freshour. Okay. Um. So... Them being pretty sure that he's the one who's doing this, and I'm not sure why they have those suspicions, um, but they're sure enough of them that they send a similar style letter to Paul Freshour, yeah. telling him basically the jig is up. We know what you're doing. We know it's you. And they re- in the letter they sent to him, they requested he put an end to all of this without violence. Wow. Basically, we know it's you. Stop it. Um. And it seemed like this worked. They thought it was over until August 19th, 1977. So everything was basically back to normal. It seemed like a regular day. Uh, the Is phone like about rang. a year goes by. Is that about right? Something like a year. Uh, when did I say this started? It started in 76, right? Yeah. So, yeah, about a year. Okay. Um, and the, over the course of this is maybe like a month that they'd been receiving the letters because she received a few and then he received one and then he received the one saying you have two weeks and then they they um, sent one to Paul Fresh Hour. Okay. So about a year later, uh, everything's back to normal. It's a regular day. The phone rings. Ron answers. Nobody knows what was said on this call to Ron. Um, But it is assumed that it was the letter writer on the other line, and whatever he said angered Ron. He grabbed his pistol and he left the house. No shit. At a nearby intersection, 
moments after he left the house, Ron's truck struck a tree, killing him. No way. Now, somewhere between when he struck a tree and when he left the house, some people suspect that he fired his gun. I don't know how they concluded that he fired his gun. I'm not sure if, like, they somehow knew how many bullets were in the gun beforehand and it was missing one or what. Yeah. Um, or if they there was, like, gunpowder residue or something like that. But it's pretty widely accepted that he had fired his gun once. Now, police found no evidence of why he would have fired it or if it was deliberate or an accident. Um, no one reported hearing a gunshot. Uh, the crash was ruled an accident, despite the suspicious circumstances, and Ron's blood alcohol level was one and a half times the legal limit, but he was widely known to be a teetotaler by all of his friends and family. So he's not a drinker, but he his blood alcohol level is one and a half times the legal limit. No shit. Um, That's suspicious. Yeah. And, and here's the thing, though, like... You can't get your blood alcohol to one and a half times the legal limit in the two minutes it took him to go out and crash his car. Right. Like, that makes, you know? me, that makes me wonder in general. Just kind of makes me wonder if, you know, he was dealing with shit people didn't know he was dealing with. Yeah. Maybe he drank in secret or something. Right. Or who knows? Like, not to lob accusations at him or, well, you know, yeah, his but, character. But that's, but, like, one of a couple possible explanations. Yeah, there's a, a lot of questions that this brings up. But um, supposedly at one point the sheriff once stated that there's more to the accident than meets the eye. But he later denied that he ever said that. So it's chalked up to be an accident. And at this point the letter writer starts to contact residents again basically begging for a more thorough investigation and not happy that it was concluded to be an accident. What? Um, Mary, friends, family, and other residents, including elected officials, begin to receive letters again. Oh, my God. No way. Um, finally, Mary admits that she did have the affair. Uh, hey, though really? she states that it only started after she received the first letter. So it's kind of like... That doesn't make sense. Right. Right. On the one hand, we did say, you know, being accused of having an affair in a small town is just as bad as having an affair. Yeah. So it's like the damage is done. Why not? But I highly doubt that. I mean, on some I level, doubt that. on some level, maybe okay. So it's plausible that the letter writer was aware that there was that those two were close. Yeah. Accused them of of, of the affair, and then. I highly the, doubt it, though. It doesn't. It. I it doesn't know. really make sense. It. It's. It's probably not the most likely explanation for right. what happened. So. Um, Paul Freshour this whole time, vehemently denies that it's him. He, he, the whole time, says that he is not the letter writer. Um, and I just, because you don't know a whole lot about this, this is what some of the writing looked like. Oh, okay. In the letters. What, yeah, all caps. This one's particularly creepy, but some of the other ones are, like, on lined paper, bigger, more scrawly, yeah. longer. But all, all caps, and it's suspected that the letter writer wrote like that because... 
they're disguising their handwriting. Yeah, it's harder to to tell who wrote it if you write it in a, like a really weird, arbitrary way like that. Right. So through all of this, Mary's job wasn't affected. You know, she was still a bus driver, still going about her life. Um, until one day, she's on her route, and she sees a sign threatening the life of her daughter. Um, now there is an Unsolved Mysteries about this, and apparently in the reenactment... On the sign, it just says, Tracy Gillespie sucks, which is Tracy <laughs> Gillespie's her daughter. Okay. But that's just, like, what they did for the reenactment. I, I think it really was, like, threatening her daughter's life. Yeah. Um, she immediately knows who it has to be, and she has fucking had it. So she pulls over, and she goes to retrieve the sign. Wait, so, hold on. She knows who it has to be because of where the sign was? She knows it has to be the letter writer oh, making okay. a threat. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, so she pulls over and she retrieves the sign. She notices a box with a string tied to, like, one of the posts. So she, like, pulls it down and takes it with her. Some accounts say she opened it on the bus, but some say she actually took it home. But when she does open up this box, inside it is a pistol aiming at her. So it was meant to be a booby trap. What was supposed to happen is that she's supposed to pull it down. And when she pulls it, the string pulls the trigger and it shoots, the box opens and it shoots her. Oh my God. Um, It failed, luckily. So she was not harmed. Um, The serial number on the gun, obviously she tells the police about this and she hands the evidence over to them. The serial number on the gun was crudely filed down, but the police are like, no, give that to us. We have ways of figuring that out. Right. That is one of the coolest <laughs> things. Yeah. Um, Some inside forensics shit. Yeah, I've had the chance to recover serial numbers on guns, and uh, it's really fun. Oh, wow. Uh, basically, you just, like, use acid to kind of, like, take away that first layer. When you stamp a serial number on the gun... It goes pretty deep. Yeah, right. So you can nine times out of ten recover a serial number on a gun. Like the natural pattern of the, the uh, what, the... You compress the metal. When yeah. you when they actually stamp it, you compress the metal. So that affects the metal, like, Yeah, like the pretty structure deep of into the metal. It. So the amount of work that you'd have to do to disfigure the serial number so much that you couldn't retrieve it is a lot. Okay. So they are able to retrieve the serial number, and it's traced to Paul Freshour. Um, He claimed his gun had been missing for a long time, the way you always claim your gun's been missing for a long time. Yeah. If your gun turns up suspiciously, that's a pretty good defense for right. what to make of that. Right. Um, so the police uh, interview him. And they kind of coerce him into copying a writing sample of the Circleville letter writer. So they do this in such a way that they're like, oh, hey, you see this letter? Can you try to write like that for us? And then he does. And yeah. then they go, well, clearly it's you. But the, but the problem with that kind of writing is that it's so blocky. Like, how could, how could right. you and trace that And also he was actively trying to make his handwriting look like that because that's how they phrased it to him. Sure. So um, 
not necessarily the best way to do that. Um, the sheriff was satisfied that between the handwriting sample and the gun being linked to him, that he is the Circleville, Circleville letter writer, and he is responsible for the threat on Mary's life. Um, now, he did have an alibi that day, and mm-hmm. I don't know what it was, but from all accounts, it was like a solid alibi. Okay. Um, but that didn't matter to, um, you know, the, the local sheriff and everybody else. They decided that it was him. So he's arrested for attempted murder. No um, shit. His trial starts October 1983. He's sentenced to 25 years with the suggestion that he serve at least seven behind bars. Well, at, so they, they found him guilty, too. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And just think of the fact that in a small town like Circleville, are you really going to get a jury that's not swayed by this? Yeah. When, like, most of the residents received letters, most of the residents were involved in this, like... Yeah, like, almost everybody really has tough. a stake in that. Right. Um, the letters continue while he's in prison. No way. Yeah. Um... He was in prison for 10 years, by the way. So the letters continue throughout this time. They're still postmarked from Columbus. He was not in a Columbus prison. He was in, like, Lima. So everyone's still trying to figure out at this point how he's doing this, if it really is him, because he has to have someone helping him. He has to be somehow smuggling the letters out. And they're, like, strip-searching him after every visit. They never find anything. The guards, by the end of it, doubt that he was the letter writer. Um, he even received his own letter from the Circleville writer while he's in prison. No way. It says, Now when are you going to believe you aren't going to get out of there? I told you two years ago, when we set him up, they stay set up. Don't you listen at all. Who knows what that means? Who knows what they said two years ago? If he'd received his own letter, you know? Yeah. Or if it was just a statement someone made to him in passing, and he had no idea. This is super ominous. Yeah. So six months after his release from prison, like I said, ten years in prison. Yeah. Um, That puts it like 93, right? Or something like that? 94, maybe? Yeah. Yeah. It was right around there. Um, Unsolved Mysteries did an episode... On a Circleville letter writer, like I mentioned. They received a letter from the Circleville letter writer. What, Unsolved Mysteries did? Uh Uh-huh. And it says, forget Circleville, Ohio. If you come to Ohio, you L sickos will pay. The Circleville writer. I don't know why the phrase L sicko. Yeah, that's weird. um, Yeah, they, they wrote them a letter and... Unsolved Mysteries being what it is, it's like, we're not afraid of you. And they <laughs> talked about the letter on air. So, yeah, right. Um, so Freshar served his 10 years. He eventually passed away in 2012. Um, some still consider the death of Ron and Mary's attempted murder to be a mystery because, uh, firstly, Freshar always claimed his innocence. He always said that it was not him. And to the very end, even though he wasn't related to the Gillespies anymore, he had divorced his wife by that point, um, who was the relation there. 
Uh, he still wanted justice for the family. He still wanted Ron Gillespie's death to be looked into more than it was. He didn't think it was an accident. Yeah. Um, obviously, there's still things that are suspicious there. Um, but also, there was another suspect. So the day that Mary saw the sign on her route, there was another bus driver on the same route. She passed that location 20 minutes before Mary, and there was no sign there at the time. But in the place of where the sign was put later, there was a man uh, pulled over, and the car was a yellow El Camino, pulled off to the side of the road. Uh, When he saw her, he kind of started acting suspiciously, pretended to be peeing, like, off the side of the road. Okay. Um, (laughs) Like, oh, nothing to see here, just taking a piss. Nothing to see here, just my dick. Just a little piss piss. Um, the other possible suspect that they have has a relative with a yellow El Camino. No way. Uh, And the description of the man who was on the side of the road does not match Paul Freshour. So it wasn't him. I couldn't find any information specifically about who this other suspect was. Okay. Obviously, there are people that know enough to know that he has a relative with that kind of car. Right. But I think everyone fears... What happened to Paul Freshhauer happening again? Yeah. Like, you don't want to put someone away for this. It's been so long. Yeah, once again, Um, another small town thing of, like, you know, if you start to talk about it, it becomes reality. Right. And by the end of everything, the Circleville letter writer had sent over a thousand letters to Circleville residents. We may never know for sure who wrote those letters, what was said on the phone call leading to Ron Gillespie's death, or why any of this would lead to a murder attempt on Mary Gillespie. So that is the Circleville letter writer. I just can't believe I know. that. I know you didn't know what was coming. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know there was attempted murder involved. I had no I thought it was yeah. just or the death letters. of Ron. I didn't either until I heard the, so I can now say, it's a My Favorite Murder episode. I didn't want to say the name of the podcast because you you would know there was death involved somewhere and didn't want to give that away. Um, I feel so bad for Paul. Like, Yeah, and I I mean, could he have done it? Yeah, but do I think he did? No. I don't. I mean, I mean, the way that we just sort of walked through this, it seems very, very possible he had nothing to do with it. Right. Yeah. I mean, and it's obviously, I largely used one article, but it, most of the other stuff I've seen is pretty much written the same way. It kind of leans toward thinking that Paul probably didn't do it. He served his time for it, but probably there's someone else out there. If Paul had done it, he would almost definitely had to have done it with someone knowing right. the whole time. With, with someone's help. Yeah. And with, I don't, like, there's a lot of obstacles to get around if that's the truth, because he had alibis on several occasions when he shouldn't have had alibis, and he at least would need the help of several people. Right. If it were him. So, yeah, this, this is a crazy, crazy story and a mystery we'll probably never have all the answers to. Um. So I I mentioned it was my favorite murder, but it's episode 110. It's a live episode, live in Columbus. Yeah. Uh, It's a really good episode, and especially the Circleville letter writer part is really good and fun. Um, 
they also talked about the the pumpkin show website and they talked a lot about it and it was just so funny so I had to mention it too. The fact that it's a good pumpkin show website it's, is really nice. I'll show it to you later. It's actually really nice. They did a pretty good job with yeah, these pumpkins. They, it looks pretty professional. They put a lot of work into the website. Brought so. to you by Squarespace. Visit it's, squarespace.com. The pumpkin com. show takes place in October. So you can look that up. Go to the pumpkin show. Visit squarespace.com forward slash goose chase podcast <laughs> to get your free 10% I like, off. I like this idea of doing ads before they actually ask us to oh, do yeah. ads. I, I'm going to keep doing this. I'm going to hope eventually someone goes to one of these links and finds nothing. <laughs> oh, they will. Um, I used a couple different websites. The one I largely used was... Uh, historicmysteries.com slash circleville letters uh, dash mystery. Yeah. Or circleville dash letters dash mystery. And also used unsolvedmysteries.wikia.com slash wiki slash circleville underscore writer. (laughs) Forward slash goose chase plus (laughs) ampersand profit. I, I wish there was more though. Like I wish I could give answers and tell more it really is kind of frustrating that i mean that's the nature of one of these things though, right is that like if someone does a really good job we'll never know right and i mean letters were postmarked but this is the kind of town that you can write at one point they just when they were addressing the letters would just like write people's names on them yeah. And, like, not even write their address because the postman knew where to find Mary Gillespie. Yeah, right. Like, there isn't a whole lot to go on there. And the type of writing it is doesn't really lend itself to accurate comparison. The way they did the comparison with Paul Freshour wasn't done correctly. Yeah. Like, there, there's a lot going on with this case. It makes you wonder. The most, I think for me, the most sketchy detail is the one and a half times the legal alcohol content. Yeah, yeah. That makes, There's a lot of questions. Because that also opens possible venues. Yeah. It's like, was that even true to begin with? And if right. not, who would have had to be involved to falsify that? Right. And if that's the case, could it be possible that someone in a position of authority had helped make that yeah. story my, happen? My biggest question is just why? Yeah, why? Why is why? a great question. Why start this? Why send all these letters to people in the town that presumably you live in? Because to get the information that they had, yeah, they had to be like involved in the town. Yeah, they had to know a lot. Or like, did they have these people bugged? Like, did you bug your town? <laughs> right. And like, the, a lot of people got letters. I mean. The Gillespie's letters were the ones that are formed the meat of this story. Yeah. But everyone got letters. So that's like, hey, that's a lot of work. <laughs> In the My Favorite Murder podcast, Georgia goes, oh, my God, get a hobby. And then stops and goes, well, I guess I kind of did. <laughs> <laughs> but, at, yeah, why do that? Yeah. Why, why send nasty letters to people? Why dig up this dirt? Why spend your time finding out? the dirt or making up the dirt why any of it i just i can't understand the motivation right i can't understand what made them so mad that they would eventually want to take the life of mary gillespie even if she had that affair yeah 
even if she had an affair that's shitty why does it involve this anonymous person yeah right I mean, is, I guess it, the, is it like the significant other of the person she had an affair with is it you know it kind of points so many to, questions it kind of points to like just you know sometimes there are just people who just want to destroy <laughs> the world around them there are just people that want to want to terrify everybody and I guess I can see you know, considering as it applied to the entire town and everyone got these letters and everyone was feeling uneasy, maybe that's just it. Maybe this is just a person who wants to just... Maybe it's the power of knowing you're making... You're yeah. causing that. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know either. I wish I thought that we would one day know. <laughs> we almost definitely will but never know. But it's getting know. further and further away from 1976 when this all began. And yeah. uh, I don't think we'll know the answers. But holy shit, is it weird. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm sure there's lots more uh, sort of uh, rooting around that you could do, the listener. If you're yeah. if you're curious, I'm sure there's lots lots more information on this. Who knows? Maybe one of these days Reddit will solve the mystery. I know Reddit's talking about it because yeah. there I I did look at some Reddit posts about it. Yeah. Um. I was gonna say something else about this. Oh, it does make me want to read that novel. Right. Yeah. That so we have. I wish we had thought to look up what his name was before we started this podcast. Well, I. The thing is, I didn't necessarily want to talk about it because I I can't endorse it because I haven't read it. Sure, but just and... the fact that someone local. Right, he is local to us. Um, Wrote a novel based on this. We'll talk about it another time. I'll I'll make note of it, and we'll talk about it another time. But um, we went to a local, like, it it was called All American. They're changing the name this year. Are they um, really? Yeah. Hmm. That's what it's called, right? Yeah, it was. All American Cards and Comics uh, is the uh, chief sponsor of Youngstown's Comic-Con. Yeah. And we went to the Comic-Con this uh, last summer. And we met the author, uh, whose book we cannot remember the name of. Yes. But it was loosely based on the Circleville writer. Yeah. And he also had another book as well. I bought both of them. Right. Because I support local authors. <laughs> also, boat. I boat. I boat. I boat. I also some... boat. I have a boat. I have a boat now. I, I get on that boat. <laughs> and I boat. I, I just, just rip, boat all I around. I rip boop, around. Boop. Some would say sailing. <laughs> I say boat. I boat around. <laughs> you haven't heard that uh, Beach Boys song? Boat around, boat around, I boat around. Nope. No, oh, that's weird. Yeah, that's weird. It's almost as popular as the one about vegetables. <laughs> um, That is real. Yeah. Um, No, I do want to read those and report back on them. Yeah. That would be a good idea for us to, uh, maybe both of us could read that and talk about it a little bit in a future episode. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a little middle segment. Um, but for now, I, we, we, I guess we've, I guess we've done it. That's it. I guess that we've was an it. episode. That was an episode. Um, it was long. It was strenuous. Yeah, for was, us, not not no, really for them. This is a short episode for them. This yeah. was hours. No, of I'm our talking time. about us. Oh my god, it was yeah. difficult. We had complications, mm-hmm. but it's over now. But we made it. God damn it. We're to the end. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna go eat some broccoli. Yeah, I'm gonna go cry and uh, and, and cook cry, me broccoli and, and cook you broccoli. Well, you're crying. The salt <laughs> of your tears will season my broccoli. <laughs> uh. 
Yes, it will. So thank you for listening to Goose Chase for another week. Yes. Uh, we will see you next week with another episode. All right. All right. Have a great week. Good night. You have been listening to Goose Chase. Goose Chase. Goose Chase. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Goose Chase. We are Goose Chase Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. On Twitter, our handle is at GooseChasePod, and our website is www.GooseChasePodcast.com. If you have any topics you'd like us to research, please email us at GooseChasePodcast at gmail.com. If you like what we do on the show, please rate and review us on iTunes and Google Play. Want to go on a goose chase? Ooh, yes. 